This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Once upon a time, in the summer of 2016, three men told tales of Tina Fey, The Beatles, and In-N-Out Burger. So fresh. <laughs> and it was overrated. Oh, yeah. it kind of was. <laughs> the show itself or what we talked about? Mm, I'll let you yes. decide, listener. Welcome to Vegas Hell. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Ken. I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last episode about tabletop games, board games, card games, whatever you want to call it. We messy Twister. Whatever. Messy Twister. Uh, we had a good time talking about them and we got some good feedback from people as well. Uh, a lot of people were offended by some of the things we said. Were they? Well, bacon sale. I said. <laughs> well, I think people are giving you a hard time because you're opinionated. And whenever you're opinionated on a podcast, which is what you're supposed <laughs> to do, they all of a sudden say that you're becoming more like I, me. Well, here's the thing is I think I'm just becoming more hipster and you're becoming more mainstream. Stop that right now. So Ooh. that's the way it is. It's not what all uh, my friends say. Terry Finley on Twitter said, I'm proud to say I do not own a Scrabble game. Never have, never will. But I do have two different versions of Yahtzee, Monopoly, Life, and Clue. Please do a second round board game show. I highly recommend Ticket to Ride and Sequence. Also, a card game show would be awesome. Okay. Thank you, Terry. I feel like Terry and I have very similar gaming tastes. So nice. And then Mark the Mark the Pie Guy on Twitter said, You guys should check check out Axis and Allies. You'd absolutely hate it, but you should check it out. It's like risk on crack. It's risk on crack. We'd hate it, so I board flip a lot. You'd absolutely hate it, but you should try it. <laughs> Deal. That's like when you're eating something, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, try this it. smells so bad. Eat this. And then Marley Farron also said, Clue is my favorite game because I'm really good at it, which drives my kids nuts. Monopoly had to be given away when Ryan and I were first married because I manipulated him on a property trade and I beat him really bad. Ooh. Now it's back in our house and I make my children angry when I win. I hate Scrabble because I'm terrible at words. By the way, the board game culture is crazy. My brother has too many complicated board games and created some himself because, you know, that's fun. Yeah. What is it about board games that makes people so angry? Because that's what I got from every comment. Is that like, they get frustrated at it? Yeah, it's like it's like the nice family way of tearing each other apart. Well, because I think that's what it is. It's like you play with your friends and family who mm -hmm. you know and love, and all of a sudden you realize they're cheating liar liar faces, <laughs> and then the tension finally can come out. Yeah, and it, that's what it is though. It's like you 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 trust these people, and then when they look you in the face and lie to it, all of a sudden it's like you betrayed me. How can I ever trust you again? We're on the <laughs> same team. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Gentlemen, today we are talking about what in the world is overrated. Overrated. We did that pretty well. Yeah. We harmonized claps. Yeah. The only thing we can harmonize. Hey. Yeah. According to Zach. No. And as Zach mentioned, we did this back in August of 2016, episode 68. What? Wow. That's such yeah. a throwback. It's crazy to think That's about. It was like that was second season. Wow. So, Zach, what kind of things did we cover in that show? Because I remember it being quite random, like this show will be it as well. It was insanely random, and we've definitely kept <laughs> that up for this one. But I wanted to talk about some of the things that stood out to me. Obviously, if you have heard Joel make this so fresh joke that so I did the Did it originate in that it, episode? It started there because no, he no, started no, no. complaining about it. I think it was before that. I think it was when we did our uh, our restaurant tearing show. Oh, yeah. Because okay. yeah. okay. I made reference yeah. in the show, in the overrated show. I said, I've already mentioned this on you know before but that's true okay so, so by then fresh. it was no it, it was still it was so thing. fresh and you probably heard that out there if you don't know that's in and out burgers only defense is just <laughs> that it's fresh it sounds <laughs> like you just copyrighted that slogan right there it's on a t-shirt at tpublic.com slash bake itself oh, oh it is it is so fresh um so you had some interesting answers joel andrew dice clay was your most <laughs> overrated stand-up comedian yeah 
because people like think he's one of the greats. The all time they put him in the pantheon of great comedians. And I'm about, I hate <laughs> thirty seven years ago though. Uh, excuse me for having a range of taste. One of my favorites was uh, when we were talking about the modern singer that was overrated, mm-hmm. and I went off on Kanye West, and I think I insulted his mother at one point. Wow. But then Kent said Beyonce. Yeah, and there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of anger from that. Yeah, like yeah. some people stopped listening to the show. I think they were in the Bayhive. Bayhive or Beehive? I still don't know. And I still don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Then we did Male Teen Heartthrob. (laughs) (laughs) I said Johnny Depp, because once again, I'm old. Right. Who did I say? You said Devin Devin Sawa. (laughs) 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 He was way overrated. He looked like everyone else with a butt cut back in the 90s. Oh, man. It was crazy. And your wife was pretty mad about that one. Yeah. And she had a crush on him back in the day. Right. Kent, you said that Ray was an overrated Star Wars character. How do you feel now? Oh, yeah. That's great. Okay. I think no one cares anymore. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I said Boba Fett, which makes sense because now we got the Mandalorian, who is the better mandalorian anyway we don't want to give it too much away because go back and listen to episode 68 the show is overrated you get to hear the entire thing and you get to hear so young so fresh you get to hear them complain about the beatles the audio quality was slightly worse i still feel bad about that yeah yeah so then we what we did is we looked at that last show and we said you know we should do a follow-up four years later (laughs) of course (laughs) almost four years later and so we came up with a list of 15 categories that we're going to go through and kent and i are going to give our answers on what we feel is overrated in that category. Exactly. This is a show where we're going to anger you and anger each other. <laughs> I feel like we should be more positive at a time like this. Nah. Nah. Overrated. Let's get angry. Let's start with something very appropriate for bacon sale. Breakfast food. Gentlemen, overrated breakfast food. I'll start. Go for it. Omelets. Omelets. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm off the show. <laughs> I knew, Omelets I are delicious. They're, they're really not. They're like mm. tier one breakfast food. It's like mm. a burnt scrambled egg. You know no. when you're cooking scrambled eggs and you're like, oh, no, I left it there too long and it's stuck to the oh, pan. Oh, these are your own homemade omelets. Now I'm going to make a pancake out of it and just fold it up and throw some onions in there. In fact, I'll throw some tomatoes or mushrooms or whatever so I have good. left over. No, in fact, if I go to a breakfast Saute place. Saute the mushrooms in some butter before and then you put what? it in there. It's what? all bad. Yeah, it's all bad. It is the landfill of the breakfast kingdom. It is not. You're like, you know, I had a pot pie for dinner last night. I'm going to throw that in an omelet now. So good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can't. So, okay. Are you talking your own homemade omelet? Have you been to an omelet bar? Yeah, we'd never get an omelet, even They're at an so omelet bar. so good. No, come, because... Come for the topping, stay for the undercooked eggs. That's it. It's, it's so an, good. It's an egg as an entree, and an egg should always be a side. No. It should always oh. supplement the meal. The on there, Turbo. Is, no, tell me, other than an omelet, when would you have an egg as the main course? Every single time. Kent, when? Eggs are my staple breakfast food. Just eggs. And ketchup. So you don't have like pancakes or waffles or anything If else. I do and I have eggs on the side, booyah, eggs are the main thrust there. Really? Because I always put eggs right to the side. I'm like two, I, and I like fried eggs actually over easy more than I like scrambled. I do them all sorts and, of ways. And so an omelet are really just the scrambled consistency. When I was 12, I used to like break some eggs, put them in a bowl and throw that in the microwave <laughs> with some milk. <laughs> so you're clearly seconds. an expert on the topic. <laughs> yeah, and it tasted just like an omelet, meaning I had no taste. Ooh. And you throw some veggies in there. Sorry, it's not very good. Can't diced ham doesn't doesn't so make it better good. yes it does if i go to a breakfast place i'm like yeah i will only ever look at the bread options because mm-hmm. it's delicious and you can pour syrup on it if i see an omelet i'm like cool a cowboy omelet that seems a little That's irregular a, those are really good no it's not <laughs> no omelet, here's the thing i hardly order omelets when i go to restaurants only because they're expensive more expensive than they should be considering because it's an egg <laughs> it's an oh it's like three as eggs. opposed to pancakes which is 
flour that and they, eggs that ma- they made fresh and it expands in your tummy and it's so good. No, I'm not. I'm not bashing on pancakes. I love pancakes. Right, but eggs are my like best. <laughs> this is how we're starting this the show. Is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Omelets, it's way overrated. <laughs> nope. Joel, right. what about you? Not bacon salad approved. I chose donuts. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Because oh, all the wow. time when you go to like an early morning youth activity or an early morning service project or, or you skip, work, you skip breakfast before work, or and like, you show up and there are donuts. Well, yeah, you go you go to work and like people bring donuts, and I'm like, this is such. It's the path of least resistance. It's like, I put no effort into this. Here's a box of donuts. And it's way too sugary for that early in the morning. Oh, hold on. Do you eat the donuts that are provided? Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, eh, sugar, no thanks. Really? I don't like, I I don't. So there's a glazy right there. You're going to pass that up? Well, I know my limits. Like, if I have not eaten some sort of actual food before I jump into sugar territory, (laughs) I get sick. Let me tell you this. Like Let's say there's a gallon of milk right next to the donuts. Mm -hmm. That seems like it would be kind of Chocolate or regular? Uh, Both, actually. Would you then go for a donut and the chocolate milk? Probably. Yeah, of course normally, you would. Normally I would have eaten eggs in the morning, so I have my protein and my healthy just food Just the egg stomach. by itself. <laughs> I do that a lot where I just I have scrambled eggs in the morning. Yeah. That's all I eat. Do you put it in a bowl and just put it in the microwave for no, 30 no, seconds? No, no, I fry it up with, up with a monster, olive oil and some two eggs and not some salt and pepper. Some I'll put like a, a ham slice in there and some cheese. You actually... Mushrooms, mm, I'll, uh, tomatoes. You're super biased on this, and I mean, obviously, this is our opinion on the overrated thing, but you believe that most donuts taste the same. No, I said there's t- basically two classes of donuts. There's bakery donuts and supermarket donuts mm. and you're going to get a good higher quality at a bakery than you would at any supermarket. So people are like oh yeah i swear by harman's and i'm like it's the same as smith's basically bowman's in caseville basically the same. amazing no it is not mm. there are differences because these people put love into these donuts reams but do you guys remember Ra- reams reams donuts, reams donuts? Mm. right <laughs> they, there <laughs> proving my point mm. you hate no, on them i have to try them now i just didn't know they had donuts i thought they just had a wranglers by the way <laughs> the average american eats 31 donuts a year these are fun facts that I got just for you, Zach. I eat 31 donuts in January. Uh, there are more than 25,000 donut shops in the country, and they're pumping out more than 10 billion donuts a year. Nice. Do you guys have a favorite donut? Well, you apparently oh. don't like no, donuts. These, I, no, I love donuts. Just not as like the first thing as I'm getting up in the morning, and I still have toothpaste in my mouth. Best part but of I'll waking tell you what, up. I get a blueberry cake donut. I'm a happy person. Okay, so you like cake donuts. I like blueberry cake donuts. Yeah. Because they're like the regular cake donuts. They put a weird film in your mouth, but blueberry makes up for that. <laughs> this isn't our donut show. Save it for our donut oh, show. Can we have a donut Let's show? Have a donut show. Donuts are overrated. They are not. For breakfast food. They're delicious. For a breakfast food. Mm. Oh no! It's the perfect size, and you don't feel too guilty if you just eat a little glazy. Hey, good morning. Here's some diabetes before you work on the service project. I will have to cut down a tree two. and then crash. Let me put that on a napkin and have it soak right through. <laughs> oh yeah, then you get the sticky napkin and you got sticky hands. You actually, you have to eat the napkin at that point because it becomes part of the donut. Donuts, overrated breakfast food. Mm, I don't know about that. But you're okay with omelets being an overrated breakfast? No, he food? said no to that too. Okay. <laughs> oh, now you're okay? As long as he disagrees with both of us, yes. True. Because you know why? Biscuits. They're the overrated. They're the salty no. crackers of the breakfast biscuits world. Biscuits and gravy are super overrated. Bis- okay, so biscuits. No, I love biscuits. Biscuits and gravy is one what, of my favorite breakfasts. What's in that gravy? Nobody knows. Sausage and flour I'd and rather butter. Just have and left over. I make homemade biscuits, biscuits and gravy. Throw that gravy delicious. in an omelet. People will love it and they don't even know what's in Eggs, it. Can, when I went on a cruise one time, actually a couple times, every time I got my favorite breakfast is Eggs Benedict and biscuits and gravy. That's like my ultimate breakfast. How much weight did you gain? So much. <laughs> and you're talking about donuts? And corned beef hash. I love that too. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just do a Saturday donut show. show. This is so good. All right. Next up, we've got your overrated cult classic movie. I love musical theater. I love musicals. Hmm. 
I love campy horror films. Mm-hmm. I hate the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <gasps> oh, wow. What? The film based on the 1973 stage musical production is about a newly engaged couple that have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frank N. Furter, starring Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, and Barry Bostwick. This is one where, when it first came out, did not do well at the box office. However, it has continued to run in theaters for the last four decades. It is the longest-running theatrical release in film history. What the? People still go to the theater to watch this. Not right now. And they, well, yeah. <laughs> and they do these uh, kind of interactive watchings where he'll, yeah. at one point he says, ladies and gentlemen, a toast, and everyone will throw toast mm-hmm. at, the, right. at the screen or at the performers who are performing the movie in front of the movie that's playing on the screen. People are obsessed with this movie. It was selected for the preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in 2005, and it has one great song, the Time Warp, Time Warp, and one good song, one good song, science fiction double feature, and a bunch of forgettable fluff. They have other songs in that movie. They don't, oh, guys. But is this hurting? And I know Zach? this is hurting Zach because he's probably a fan of it. Terribly. But oh. I was like, oh man, this sounds like a fun horror movie. Of well, not a horror movie, campy, campy musical horror. Like you know, that sounded like a fun thing. I watched it. In, it was actually in a theater class. We watched it. That was the first time. Uh, I think so. It was in college, and I watched it. And this I was like, a little racy. So and I went this movie people like this movie and i didn't like it and so then i was like well maybe if i go to one of the screenings i'll enjoy it but i just have no well it's so off kilter it's almost the very definition of a cult classic movie yeah because it's meant to unnerve you it is and it's supposed to be bizarre and out there and all the costumes are bizarre and all the characters the way they're acting is bizarre never been a fan i think it's absolutely overrated I'm sorry, Zach. You feel free to share. That. Honestly, I feel like I get it. I think I like liking it maybe more than I like it. I'll be honest. You like liking it? Yeah, because okay. I think it's fun. It is a community experience. It is something that is fun to do with other people. It's fun to reference with other people. And you're talking these like interactive showings, not yeah. just watching the movie on your well, own. Even then, just watching it with friends. Like I, I probably would never sit down alone and watch the movie. I would feel weird. But <laughs> it's on my Halloween playlist rotation to listen to the music. I like almost all so, of the songs. Time Warp is on mine. Yeah, it's great. When I was 14, it was on TV during yeah. the Halloween season. And my parents knew it was going to be on TV. They asked me not to watch it. So when I watched it that night, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand it. And I didn't get it. And I still don't like it. Joel, that's a good choice. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I could see. I like it. I really do. But and I, I don't fine. like it. I, th- I do think it is. It is overrated. So I'll give you that. My choice is a much bigger movie than yours, but it the way Long, people bigger treat than the it, longest running theatrical release in I film think history? maybe more liked. Oh, okay, but it is a very cult movie and quoted by this cult group. Fight Club. It's, it's the, Fight Club. The Big Lebowski. Oh, I understand that. Right, because it's a big movie. It's the Coen Brothers, yeah. and it is one of their most well known movies. But it's almost unlikable on purpose. Like it just meanders like the dude himself. You watch this movie and you're you think to yourself, what is going on? But then it doesn't give you enough time to think about that. Mm-hmm. It just keeps moving along. And you're like, okay, I guess we're going here now. Right. The dude says the word man 147 times in this movie. That's almost as many F words as there are in the movie. 292 F words. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the TV edit of it, by the way? No. Oh my gosh. It is hilarious. What do they say instead? He peed on my precious rug or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you find a friend in the Alps. That's when he's smashing up his <laughs> That's car. That's right. What? This is what happens when you find a friend in the Alps. The lack of context for that makes it good. That's great. <laughs> But we've talked a lot about this lately where 
we talk about college movies and posters that people would have at college. And the big Lebowski was always one of those. Yes. It's used a lot in memes and gifts at this point. Mm-hmm. But that's really all that's there for me. And I was looking this up online today and people are like, if you didn't like it when it came out, I think it's like 98. Mm-hmm. Watch it again and again and again. And I get it. Sometimes I need to watch a movie twice to say, mm-hmm. I get it. Okay, I can follow this and it was a little complicated. But if I need to be, if it needs to be beat into my head, just how funny a movie could be, or maybe how like I will relate to it. It's it's basically a lazy weed filled movie and this character <laughs> just rambles on. It's it's a series of bizarre ramblings, which it's very Coen Brothers. Yes. Like you, you look at the Coen Brothers movies, a lot of them have the same thing of just this high kind of stylized dialogue bizarre happenings weird looking people right i like this movie i do like the big lebowski but i might agree that it's overrated because it's not one of my it's not my favorite coen brothers movie and so i whenever people kind of put this on the pedestal i'm like okay i like it too you may be right there so there is actually a religion dedicated to this is which is why i think it's overrated because what people dedicate and it used to be called the church of the latter-day dude (laughs) and it is now called dudism right so i want to read so i went to the website today and I had to send in my email and everything. So I think I may now be a dude. <laughs> You're a priest in the church of Judaism. <laughs> yes. And so it says, come join the slowest growing religion in the world, Dudism. An ancient philosophy that preaches non-preachiness, practices as little as possible. Hmm. And above all, uh, lost my train of thought there. Anyways, if you'd like to find peace <laughs> on earth and goodwill, man, we'll help you get started right after a little nap. So I, I don't really like this movie. Zach, do you care for this one? No, actually, I don't think i've ever in one sitting made it through the Watch entire it seven movie. times i just i just can't there's certain moments that where i will belly laugh yeah like, it's got it's obviously got charm, you're not a golfer it makes me laugh every time have you, have you seen the unedited one i have so i feel like that's why it's funny to you because of the lines that they well no 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 like even the part when they're doing the funeral and he opens the canister and the ashes fly back in his face that gets yeah. me every time yeah, that's pretty true. good there's so, good stuff there's, there's, there's bits in there i enjoy it's yeah. not the worst movie it's just overrated yeah yeah which is what that's the course of this whole show right. is we don't hate these things no. maybe we're just saying they're not as good as everyone makes them out. Exactly. Be. Overrated. I'll throw in my quick one here because oh, I have okay. feelings about this one. It's Reservoir Dogs because I think people only like the imagery and like two scenes in the movie. For some reason, it's put on this high. Most pedestal. people talk about the ear scene and then just walking. Yeah. No, it's attention. Yeah. It's attention. It's all in a room. I, I think it's a great movie. It because is a good the movie. And what they don't show. But I think it's why people like it is why it's overrated. They just I, like I it because most of the, Tarantino's overrated. That's right. Well, Take it easy. I don't know about that. Wow. Moving on. I said most. Gentlemen, sitcom characters. Who's your overrated sitcom character? Are we going to agree on this one, Kent? We're going to agree on this one. Okay. On the count of three. Three, two, one. Sheldon, Sheldon. Cooper. Yeah. Sheldon what from The Big Bang Theory okay. and wow. Young Sheldon, which I haven't seen Young now, Sheldon. Kent, hates the big bang theory yeah i do not oh it is blackface for nerds <laughs> straight up <laughs> wow like it's like hey is, is that okay to say <laughs> no probably not. I'm, I'm gonna say that's okay to say they're oh, just, as long as you say it they just throw out references as long as you're not being me in the show right <laughs> right perfectly <laughs> but they throw out references they just say nerdy things they're like no, but you're, you're bashing on the show. We're talking about Sheldon Cooper's Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Pull yeah. back. Pull back. Just, pull back the hate. No, okay. so Kent hates it. Kent hates this movie. I do not. This show, yeah. I've seen a few episodes uh, in their entirety, only a few. And you know what? I thought it was enjoyable, but definitely not worthy of four primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Wins, by the way. Not nomination. Wins. He got, nomin- he got nominated a lot more. And he also got the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. There are so many other better characters out there. Right. 
that Sheldon, I, I, I honestly, okay. So if you don't know who Sheldon is on the Big Bang Theory, genius level IQ displays a fundable lack of social skills, difficulty understanding irony and sarcasm in other people. Like I think Abed Nadir from Community is a better version of that. Oh, so much without yeah. without like the uh, high and mightiness. Well, it's because he doesn't PhD. have the laugh track following him. Like this laugh track is such a this. It's a crutch that that show falls on, and most sitcoms fall on. But I have laughed at him, is what I want to say. Like I'm not saying I hate this character. I'm just saying way overrated. This is a character, and I, I know sitcoms are definitely these inflated caricatures of people you may know or may want to hang out with at some point, but no one would any, would want to be anywhere near Sheldon Cooper. Mm-mm. Like, he demands everything. He offers nothing in return. If his friends are about to achieve their goals, he'll talk down to them. He'll be jealous and almost make sure that they don't achieve their goals. He always has to be on top. Do you want to know how overrated he is, by the way? Mm. He has had an, an asteroid named after him. Asteroid two four six two four seven is called Sheldon Cooper, and then wait, wait—is this asteroid going to eventually hit the Earth and kill us all? Because I feel like that's fitting. It'd be overrated apocalypse. <laughs> it would, that would happen in twenty twenty. That's August. He also has a species of bee named after him, the Euglossa bazinga. This is wow. what scientists now. Scientists are naming scientific things after this character. An overrated character. And it drives me crazy because they try to make it like he's some DC fan on the show and all he wears are DC hero t-shirts because that looks cool because it looks like you're trying to be a nerd. And now they've made one with Bazinga on it. Like it's just drives me crazy. Obviously, this boils my blood. It does. It does. (laughs) But definitely overrated because he is now a classic sitcom character. He'll be seen among in the pantheon of like yeah. Lucille Ball and uh, like, yeah, like Kramer or something like that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Good choice, guys. All right. Next up, we're going to change gears a little bit and go with your overrated smartphone feature. <laughs> Random. Very. Yeah. That's the show. I feel like the most overrated smartphone feature is chat filters. Okay. Because. Explain. Uh, you know, when you're talking to someone and then you all of a sudden you turn on a filter and, oh, I'm wearing sunglasses. This is silly. Oh, I look like a dog now. This is silly. It's really only for you because the other person is just going to be annoyed. <laughs> and then on top of that, my kids, whenever we get on a face chat, they want to turn those on and then they have no interest in talking to grandma and grandpa. All they want to do is go blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> And poor grandma and grandpa are sitting there watching, watching going, is my grandkids going to talk to They're me? They're seizing up again. So, yeah, I think the chat filters are definitely overrated. I think we're going to look back at this time, all the pictures we took of those filters and all the videos we did with those filters and be like, wow, we were kind of idiots. You know why they're used, though, at least by adults, because they uh, they do all of the face slimming and face smoothing. And, they do, but then they turn And then in, give you doggy ears. They turn, yeah, you turn your eyes into butterflies, and all of a sudden yeah. it's supposed to be cute. For example, on dating apps, these are very prevalent. And yeah. if I do see a filter like this, I will immediately swipe left. Is that oh, bad? I respect it's, you. It, yeah, swiping okay. left means no. Okay. What about a mutual? Uh, swipe up. It's a celestial swipe if it's up. Oh, down. It's down. Down. You, yeah, you send them down. <laughs> down, down, oh to darkness. Gosh. Right. So now wow. we're dating apps. But many people will add those filters and they'll even do the dog tongue filter. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that hides half of your face. And maybe that was the point. It is I'm the getting point. it now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Can't For mine, voice assistance. Oh, so Siri, oh, Bixby, like when it talks Google. to you. When you ask Siri, Alexa, Cortana, Bixby or Google Assistant or OK Google. 
as many people talk to it. Mm-hmm. I don't, Someone's Google just went off. And this is a personal... <laughs> yes. Oh, no. And maybe it's... Alexa, play Bacon Sale. Stop it. <laughs> I've been burned by Jake and Joel in the past with my Alexa that I had. Oh, yeah. Here in the Bacon Cave. It's not here anymore. Uh. But they would set it to scare me in the middle of the no, night. No, no, no. Don't lump me in with that. Uh, were you complicit? <laughs> no. Yes, you were. No, you I knew about it. No, I did not. Remember? Jacob did it, and I had no idea. So you're saying the sociopath planned this on his own. You should know I find sleep to be sacred, and I will not (laughs) mess with another person's sleep. (laughs) Thank you. Sleep is not overrated. And I understand. Like, I've seen Joel use Google. I've seen you use it to get, like, a quick factoid or something. But then it reads the entire paragraph to me, and I'm like, I just didn't know that. According to the Wikipedia article, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. Yeah, so 26% of U.S. adults own a smart speaker, like I have an Alexa, yeah. and but only 2% of those have used it to make a purchase. And I think that's what they're saying. These are used to be a wave of the future. Alexa, order me toilet paper, for oh, example. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I thought you were talking about the feature on your phone where you Google stuff and just talk to it. Both. You're talking like like all of Amazon it. Echo. Well, I'm talking voice assistants all together. It's the same oh. assistant in the speaker as it is in the phone. Right. I'm saying all of it all together. So you don't want, you think Amazon Echoes and Google okay, and Google Homes are overrated? I use them as speakers and only as speakers because I yell at my Alexa and I say, when I like, let's say I listen to music in the shower, I get out yell at her. and I go, Alexa. And then you see the little ring, the blue ring turn up and then I go, stop. And it doesn't. Oh. And I'm like, Alexa, what are you doing? I, Alexa, stop. You really stop. are setting off so many people's uh, Alexa. Right <laughs> <laughs> Buy bacon cell merch. <laughs> uh, and she never does. And so I just go and I unplug her. I You're hate not rusing. I love the. Okay, if, I thought you were talking about like the actual. And like, keep in mind, from, like, but. I Siri I've used before, but mostly it's so my kids can go, Siri, my name is, and then they say poo poo pee pee a lot. <laughs> and so Siri will call me names. But then I had Bixby for my previous phone for my Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And Bixby is like the most pointless one Bixby's of all. Bixby's the worst, yeah. And so you have a different voice assistant for every speaker, for every phone. And there's no like one-stop shop because they, they have their strengths and weaknesses. No, see, the thing is we have, an, we have an Amazon Echo in my house and I will talk to it as if it were a person. Like I'll be like, as, as I'm walking... You have so many people at your house to talk to. Why would you need to talk to it? <laughs> because I'll, I'll be things like as I'm like using the last bit of salt for the cookies I'm making and I'm like, you know, put that little dash in there. And I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm like... All right, uh, Echo, add some salt to the to the shopping list. It'll be like, okay. And then it's just on the shopping list. I don't worry You're about one it. of the very few people that actually And then do I'll that. set a timer as I'm walking by when I put the kids in timeout. See, you don't even need to say stuff like that because these things are spying on us. You can say, I'm feeling salty, and you'll get ads for salt on your phone for the next mm-hmm. month. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that is what I'll say, but I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> so, so salty. Yeah. No, I, I, I really do enjoy these. And we, I, I don't. I, think I do a movie are... list for Pizza Movie Night. When I remember a movie I want to show to my kids. I'll I think right there. now they are pointless. The other day I asked it. Oh, what did I ask? It was some random question I had, and it's, it actually answered for me. Like, Google's good, good with that. Yeah, you could, look, by the time you have to repeat yourself or ask it the right way, you my could go on your phone. I was making dinner. No. Mm-mm. No, it's good. And then we'll throw on music all the time. I use it as a speaker for the entire house because we have them in different rooms. See, as a speaker, those yeah. things are fine. But yeah. that's why I just I hit play on my phone. And I'll it say goes tell right everyone dinner and it will announce on every echo in the house dinner. And so it knows when you're having dinner. And yeah. So, so it's my kids know you. too. And the government They have knows. to go from every wing of the house. The mm. kids have to come in. Yeah, overrated. To the feeding table. I'm salty. Clearly. Next up, we're going to look at children's TV shows. You have probably had to look at a few of these recently, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done a whole show on these and talked about some annoying ones, but the one that really Not annoying, sticks this out is to me... This is overrated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, an overrated <laughs> It's annoying to show. me, and many people like it, and it is, what, maybe about 25 years old now? Rugrats. Wow. Really? Yeah, I think Rugrats is so extremely overrated, and I, and I know it's hmm. in the early days of Nick TV. Sure. 
Uh, but the animation has aged really poorly. In fact, it probably aged poorly about a month after Rugrats came out. <laughs> this did. went for nine seasons. They had two spinoff shows and had three movies for Rugrats. Mm. Like, yeah. unbelievable. I, I might agree with overrated because I like it, but right. I don't love it. Like it, the, the baby talk they had, it never felt fun or cutesy. Yeah, they it's, say the wrong word to mean something. Yeah, it was like instead of George Washington, it was like George Washing Machine, and it was meant to be funny. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Joel. That's cute. You, now you think it's underrated, don't you? Yes, I do. But it's basically a story of like every episode, babies that run away from home, Tommy wants to retrieve a ball or something, Angelica yells at some point, and then the group is saved by the end. Like they almost die every Angelica's single episode. Evil. She's evil. evil. She was actually based on one of the bullies that the showrunners uh, hated back in the day. Oh. And so Angelica was made. But the animation's sloppy. Everything's sloppy. The voice acting is probably better than the actual show itself. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always hated this show. Ever since watching a few episodes like 20, 25 years ago. And really, Rugrats is just a story of negligence. It really is. <laughs> How about you, Joel? Uh, I chose one that is the fifth longest running animated, American animated series. 12 seasons, 262 episodes. It's on Nickelodeon, and it takes place... And a pineapple under the sea. SpongeBob SquarePants is overrated. Wow. Mm. Absolutely. Holy moly. Overrated. That's a Broadway musical based on it. Joel, you're an old. Overrated. I am an old. Joel, you're an old. And I fully acknowledge that. SpongeBob's the best. Hold on. You like Big Lebowski. So meaning, you know, it's a little weed enhanced. And so is SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) So SpongeBob SquarePants came out in 1999. I was, uh, actually, I was just uh, going into the MTC at that point. So I was already an adult at this point. And... Who do you think you are? I, so I went two <laughs> years without really knowing much about it. I came back and it was Thanks everywhere. Ed. People were wearing uh, SpongeBob boxers and had like adults were wearing SpongeBob boxers and had like SpongeBob stickers on their car. I'm like, who is this? So I watched it. Grading. Absolutely grading. <laughs> it's kind of meant to be, though. I know, but that's the whole point. It's this annoying kind of in-your-face comedy. To, I, I actually equated a lot to Ren and Stimpy. Where it's like, look, we're just going completely bizarre. It should be 1.30 a.m. and you're yes. probably a college kid. Yeah. But the thing is, it wasn't just kids. I see people worshiping SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. I'm surprised there's not already a church Patrick, about him. Yeah. And Patrick and, and uh, Squidward and all that. And like people freak out. And, and I get it because this is their G.I. Joe's, Transformers, well, you know, the better cartoons. Isn't it crazy, though? Um, <laughs> the, legacy, the legacy of this show is still going. And it is. It's still relevant. The show is still going. Yeah. And I'm still surprised they're cranking these out. Although people have said the last few seasons have gone severely downhill. Like people don't watch as much anymore. <laughs> sure. But it's won four Emmy Awards for Outstanding Special Class Animated Program. Uh, and just I just don't understand it. And two movies? Enough already. Is and it just two movies with the new one coming out? I as guess well? so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so, Keanu Reeves is in a tumbleweed. <laughs> I just don't get it. I've watched the show a number of times, and every time I'm like, "Why do people like this?" Not that I hate it, but I'm just like, "This is so overrated." So overrated. I will say, I am. I am a fan of the show, but I am shocked it's still on. Like I yeah. was. I. It came out when I was a kid, so I. I was in the prime age. I am definitely nostalgic for it. But do you own SpongeBob boxers? Several, <laughs> but I, I will say like, I'm also only nostalgic for the first three seasons. I've watched episodes of it since, and it, it doesn't really catch me. But if I see an episode that I saw as a kid, those songs, I still know every word. I, I know what's going to happen in these episodes. I still like, is them. there more songs than just the theme song? Oh, several. Would you like me to sing all of them? <laughs> no, I'm good. and go <laughs> three. I do like the theme later. song. I have to admit, I do like the theme song and there are some gags that I enjoy. I'm not a fan of the show. So it's overrated. Controversial. That might be the hot take of the episode. I'm going to get some hate for that. If you're not going to get hate for that, you'll get hate for this one. Uh Comic book movie, actor or actress, (laughs) classic bacon sale. 
overrated comic movie. Are we starting movie. fights here? Is this is this what's going to happen here? Can yeah. I? I'm going to start a fight. I, I mean, I expected this, Joel. I'm so sorry. It's funny because I was, you know, go ahead. Don't say Ben Affleck. Well, who, who did you think I was going to say? Well, I think you're going to say someone I hold dear to my heart, and you're going to say Ben Affleck. No. Or, or Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. No. Michael Fassbender as Magneto. What? So... <laughs> 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 and the, uh, listener, the headphones have been thrown off, should, and Kent is storming away. The way, okay, the way one of I, the greatest working <laughs> actors we have today. Not in those movies. What? Uh, so have you seen First Class? Yes. Have you seen Days of Future Past? Yes. So he was in. Don't four, watch the other ones. He was. Mag- <laughs> no, he was in. Mag- uh, I was going to say Michael Fassbender played Magneto in four films: X Men: First Class, X Men: Days of Future Past, X Men: Apocalypse, <laughs> and Dark Phoenix. Sir Ian McKellen played him in five. And so he was sleeping for four no. of those. <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen. He was in a nursing home. So here's the thing. I would have, I actually can't, I would have picked James McAvoy because I think he is. <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> because he is not Professor X. And as much as he tries to be, he is not Professor X. Oh but the gosh. thing is, the way I picked this is I went through and I looked at best performances in action movie, best performance in comic movie, best performance in superhero movie. Right. James McAvoy rarely cracked the, the list I was looking at. Michael Fassbender was on every single one. Oh, so you're saying McAvoy is just, he's rated, he's whelmed. Yeah. <laughs> like people are like, oh yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not. But good. Fassbender, because of the gravitas he brings because to of his a glaring and like staring. Because that. that's all he does during all four movies uh, is glares and stares. Watch First Class again they and tell me that. They shoehorned him into Dark Phoenix and he had nothing to do except for sit there and stare. He does it all so well. We don't mention those last two movies when we talk about this, but First Class don't is actually wrong. amazing. His amazing. anger. Oh yeah, amazing. when he is in that bar with those two Nazis. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> the anger <laughs> context and the anger in his eyes, the revenge in his heart. I'm not saying Unbelievable. it's not good. I'm not saying it's not good, but I'm saying this is, the not, theme. this is not Academy Award winning performance. He is not Magneto. Sir Ian McKellen is Magneto. Stop. No, he has, Sir Ian McKellen was Michael always Fassbender, 30 years too old to Michael play Fassbender, no menace. I felt menaced by Sir Ian McKellen. I'm feeling you menaced did? by this conversation. You felt menaced when he took his dentures out and started... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... He could barely float anymore. That scene when he takes the metal out of the guard and, like, pulls it from his body was fantastic. And the whole time, you fe- he felt like a good foil to Professor X. In the newer movies, maybe it was because James McAvoy wasn't as powerful as Professor X, but I always felt Magneto... He, ha- he was good, Kent, but he is overrated because people keep putting him on the pedestal. He plays chess Academy in Award a movie winning. for five minutes. Kent, he's no Tony Stark. <laughs> okay, now I know you're kidding. <laughs> he's trying to get my goat. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I did pick Michael Fassbender only because I kept seeing him pop up, and I and truthfully, I had no concept going into this, but I kept seeing him pop up, and I kind of went, "Why does he keep making these lists?" And that's why I had to put him on here because I had to. I asked that question. See, I I wish that he and I know the X Men is going to Disney. I feel like he should be the carryover. Because to be they don't given, have him anything to do. To be given something to do, which he didn't in the last two movies, True. instead of being like, yes, you're right, Charles, I I am your friend. I'm your friend. No, I'm your enemy. Right. I'm your friend. So I'm I want to mean exactly the same way it was with the original and they series. Were, no, they were, the original series, he was the, he he became the enemy at the end, and it was mm. only they had to pair up in Last Stand. Oh, let's go well, play chess. Well, if we go back now to the comics friends. and cartoons, I mean, they were always had an unhealthy friendship. But yeah, I wow, that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm riled up on that one. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to hulk out because my choice is Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I will agree with choice. that. That's a good I will choice. totally agree with that. Because here's what people say. Yeah, you know what? Ruffalo is so much better than Norton and so much better than Banna. And I'm like, but do you like him? He's so much better than Norton and so much better than Banna. Yeah, but is he good? Is he a good Hulk? Not as good as Bill Bigsby. 
Well, that's true. He is literally the worst thing that's happened to Hulk. He has a lack of facial expressions. His delivery is bleak and monotone. It looks like he has no idea what the Hulk is actually supposed to be. Or no. Bruce Banner, for that matter. Agreed. It seems like he's slurring everything he says. He doesn't... Well, okay. So, I don't buy him as a super mega genius no. scientist. I, uh, the Hulk and the Hulk is motion capture. Yes. And I think the Hulk has kind of been ruined. I think... Where Mark Ruffalo did well and had character was in the first Avengers, mm-hmm. where he talks about mm-hmm. how much he kind of hates himself and has mm-hmm. tried to take himself out of the equation. Like there's, like he was kind of mousy in that. There's, yeah, there's some good yeah. lines, but then when they all meet up and stuff, like that is the best representation post Incredible Hulk. And then he never got that back because then in Infinity War he was scared and he had performance issues, and then he never. <laughs> don't forget the romantic with Natasha. I don't want to talk oh, about that's it. Terrible. Can, oh. Mark Ruffalo is overrated. Oh, as an in actor. general. Yeah. I well, that's what I was going to say is everyone looks at him and they go, look at this indie darling and all the nominations he's had before. And now he's playing a superhero. Isn't that cool? He's done some good stuff. Like, I like that journalism. Spotlight. Movie. Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, he was spotlight. good in Spotlight. But it's kind of the same thing where his hair looks a little tousled. He has five o'clock shadow and he's yeah. a little drunk. Yep. Who looks more like they have a goldfish in their mouth? Mark Ruffalo or Tom Holland? Like a, just holding a goldfish in their mouth all the time. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> the cracker or actual goldfish? <laughs> no, actual goldfish. <laughs> and they're trying not to swallow look it. Look at a picture of them. They look like they're holding a goldfish uh, in their mouth. That's wonderful. Trying to smuggle it. Oh. Now we have a show image for sure. <laughs> but it seems like he is a seat filler because Norton was a little difficult in the role. And they're like, we need a good actor. Mark Ruffalo. And so they well, got they him. a team player. They did. They did. And I honestly, I think there's a more of a conspiracy that they know Mark Ruffalo couldn't carry a Hulk movie. And everyone keeps saying, but Universal owns the Hulk. You don't think Disney? I mean, they bought Fox for $94 billion to get the X-Men, right? You don't think they're going to try to buy the rights to Hulk again? Like, no. they could have made a Hulk movie. They just know the brand is cursed. And they know that Mark Ruffalo doesn't really have it, which is why well, it was a buddy is, comedy thing in Ragnarok. It's a difficult character because it's a repetitive character, meaning... He doesn't want to become the Hulk. And if he doesn't become the Hulk, he's boring. If he does, then he's failed at his mission of right. not becoming Hulk. We've actually never seen him transform into the Hulk since the first Avengers. True. Have we not? No, Age of Ultron didn't even. I, well, once again, I'm not going to rewatch it because that movie's terrible. I hated that movie. Have we not? No. I know. So since the last time he's like, I'm always angry, that was that, that was it? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, I'll wait for the correction okay. on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, Mark Ruffalo. All okay. right. Can I just? I'm gonna throw one out there and say sure. Ryan Reynolds is super overrated as, as which one? Deadpool. Green Lantern as Deadpool. <laughs> you mean Deadpool as Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, because it's really just Ryan. Reynolds. I, I, he's I so think good for the role. Though. He's good for the role, but I'm done. Can he's we say overrated. This, the franchise is overrated? Yes, absolutely. I still find it entertaining. Even two, even two. Oh, oh great. Ugh. The turn back time sequence? Nah, the first that one was, was American Pie. The number two was no, that was Cher. Cher. Tom, my favorite superhero. <laughs> She's ageless. All right. Let's take things, honestly, to a little bit of a serious note. Gentlemen, I want to hear your overrated condiment. (laughs) (laughs) You're going first in this one. All right. And I'm going to start off with some controversy here. Okay. Well, on condiments? Condiment controversy. Well, after breakfast, I'm not surprised. Omelets are so good. Ketchup. What? Ketchup? 
Joel? Yes. Against um, Joel? I'd like to announce that I'm taking uh, paternity leave. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Too soon. Too after, soon. After 36, ketchup, he's got to take my it. ultimate favorite condiment. And I did this on purpose because I know how much you love ketchup. And I love ketchup. I have a shirt, Kent. Uh, you yes. can find it if you go to podpeen.com slash bacon sell. I'm wearing a shirt on that picture. It says, I put ketchup on my ketchup. Look, when I didn't know what other condiments were, ketchup was my favorite, too. And then I discovered barbecue sauce. I love barbecue sauce, too. Right? Or ranch. I love ranch. Or buffalo sauce. I love buffalo sauce. Okay, so you like There's condiments. room in my heart for all these condiments. But why do you keep... <laughs> <laughs> quote, unquote, why do you keep falling back on tomato sugar paste? Because... Okay, so Kent, it has to be a specific kind. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, in the midst of the pandemic... Sometimes you can't get out to get the store when you need to. Sure. And so my wife just grabbed this random Hunts that was like Hunts thick, ketchup, whatever like that. And normally I like Hunts. Heinz and Hunts, those are my ketchups. Anything okay. outside of that, not a fan. And this Hunts was one of the worst ketchups I've had was in a long time. Was it a catsup? Was it off or what was it? It was like a catsup type thing. It was like a, it was called thick and natural or okay. something like that. Okay, hold on. Dumb question. What's catsup? You, if you don't know, you don't know. Catsup it's, and catsup, uh, at least back in the day, I think it was like a different mixture of Is it like Dijon ketchup. mustard? Is that what we're talking no, no, about? No, no. Like, like I remember there was a time when my family was going through a rough time and we got catsup in cans <laughs> and it was basically tomato sauce with sugar in it and it was terrible. Oh, yeah. Whereas I'm, ketchup I'm, is fantastic. We all know this. It's part of, it's half of my second greatest fear, which is ketchup and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't a fear. It's a fear. To, it's not a fear. If you threw that in front of me right now. You would not scream and run. <laughs> ketchup you're, telling me, you're telling me if I had a pool full of ketchup and eggs. <laughs> or I just kill everyone's headphones. A pool full of ketchup and eggs and a pool full of sharks. You'd jump into ketchup and eggs? Yeah, I'd have to because sharks are more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a fear. It's actually I'd be pretty cool to up in a pool full of ketchup <laughs> eggs. No, it wouldn't. It's kind of gross. Look, here's the thing. We learned from Tiger King that everyone has a streak of white trash. And Joel, I think ketchup is your streak of white trash. And that's what? okay. Whoa. You love ketchup. And ketchup the, is not white trash. Ketchup I think is, it's is oh, basically accepted no, widely like, mainstream it's condiment. sour tomato paste it with sugar. It is the king of condiments. That's just because it's it's widely available. It's fine on a hot dog. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like ketchup and mustard on a hot dog is fine. Some people say ketchup on a hot dog is a travesty. What? Why? Yeah. What? Because you're supposed to put mustard on a hot dog. That's yeah, why. That's what people say. But not ketchup? No. That's what people say. They say ketchup See, is for kids on a hot, hot dog. I put it on a hot dog. Hot dogs are a trash meat and ketchup is a trash sauce. No. By means. the way, I took an online quiz in preparation for this show to see which condiment I was. <laughs> Apparently, I'm mayonnaise, which is disgusting. That makes sense. And it says, you're practical and can thrive in many different types of situations. Aw. <laughs> not, like, not in heat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in heat. Do you know what mayonnaise is made of, Kent? Eggs. Yeah, see? And oil. I must not like eggs. Anyway. Okay, Joel, what's Joel, your what do you got? Well, I didn't take a swing at your gut for this, Kent. <laughs> All right? <laughs> My so, heart. I'm sorry. I did that on purpose. You know that. Ketchup. My condiment is deli mustard. Okay. Because deli mustard, they're like, ooh, we're so fancy. We put deli mustard on a sandwich. It, I'm like, you just ruined the sandwich. Is it slightly more brown? Is that what it is? Yeah. So uh, you have yellow mustard, yeah. which, by the way, the yellow custard, com- uh, the yellow color comes from turmeric. It's not even from the mustard seed. Oh, huh. by the way, a lot of people hate mustard. Regular mustard. Which is yellow mustard? Yeah. Which is re- only regular here in the States, by the way. Well, oh, I'm a neon mustard all the way guy. I, yeah. I like the bright French's yellow mm, mustard. Yeah. Unnatural color. I sure. I yep. love yellow mustard. Yep. But then you get uh, deli mustard, which is an American invention, and it's coarsely ground mustard seeds with some horseradish usually in it. Okay. Uh, but then you have Ugh. Dijon mustard, and by the way, Dijon originated in Dijon, France, and it's a French mustard 
uh, strong mustard flavored with white wine. So it's very specific to that region. So don't confuse deli mustard with Dijon mustard. They kind of taste I always the same, do. Yeah, but they're Pardon both me. terrible. Do you have any great boupon? So mustard is good, and I love it on sandwiches. Deli mustard is horrible. It's like got this brown speckled stuff in it that just makes it taste terrible. Looks like eggs. Oh, I, no, I love eggs. But I hate that. <laughs> no, like fish eggs. By the way, there was one mustard. time. Caviar. Uh, years ago, when my wife and I first got married, uh, Sunday afternoon, I needed mustard for something. I don't even remember what it was. I needed mustard. Mm-hmm. And I had mustard uh, powder. And okay. I thought, oh, I'll just mix that with some vinegar. Oh, no. And make mustard. Because it's like, you know, mustard is vinegar and, and mustard seed. And so I made it up. And this is way too much information. But I, I had my wife taste test it. Just to like, hey, could you try this real quick? See if it tastes like mustard. I almost killed her. <laughs> Wait, what? It was what? just like so powerful because it was just mustard powder and vinegar, and it was the strongest flavor. She like she said she like her nostrils were burning after that. <laughs> no. I felt terrible, but yeah, deli mustard. I don't know why they keep thinking it's fancy or why people keep putting on sandwiches because it's just disgusting. Mm, yeah, overrated. Definitely it's not overrated. fancy. Do French's yellow mustard all the way. Kent, I also said ketchup. By the way. Ketchup is so versatile. It's everywhere, and it doesn't need to be. It's not very good. It is good. Mm, It's fine. It's the king of condiments. It's what I have when I I don't have anything else. It is the number one choice. All right. Let's get back into the entertainment with your overrated Netflix show. Now, Uh, this is a show that I will clarify is like a Netflix original. So not just on Netflix, but comes from Netflix. Uh, Mine was actually inspired by Christopher Nolan's 2017 film Dunkirk. It's The Witcher. Hmm. I knew he was going here. Yeah. This is my ketchup, by the way. No, it is not. This is not even close to prevalent. <laughs> this is a flash in the pan going to be forgotten here in five years. Uh, this is the number one most watched Netflix original show. Number and, one. And I which don't know is why. why. That's why it's overrated. Which is why I understand that you're saying it's overrated. So I had, to your ketchup. which is an overrated song. And that's a beautiful song. It's, it's overrated. Oh, People are like, oh, it's plenty. so great. And it's in sucking my hair worm for weeks. Mm-hmm. So everyone at work was like, oh, The Witcher. You need to watch The Witcher. The Witcher is amazing. <laughs> oh, The Witcher. Oh, have you seen The Witcher? So Hold guys, on. I've got a complicated map that explains the timeline of The Witcher. Read this before you watch The Witcher and you will understand The Witcher, the magic of The Witcher. <laughs> Did you say it was based <laughs> off of Dunkirk? <laughs> yep, it is actually. <laughs> what? What? The first, the first season is told in a nonlinear manner spanning different time periods. The one of the but uh, you. Who made that up? No, no. One of the creators said this was inspired by Christopher Nolan's 2017 film. Brilliant move. No wonder why you like it so much. Of course. Exactly. Because it's based on a book series of the same name. If you don't know the synopsis, Geralt of Rivia, a solitary monster hunter, struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beasts. Mm -hmm. Now, let me read that as if it was The Witcher. Hunter, beast, wicked, solitary, Geralt, find place, world, where people of solitary more wicked beasts you know i was looking at my guide and i read that perfectly <laughs> Geralt. so i had uh, Geralt. uh i had the filters i, I watched this on bed angel i had the filters right. set to remove uh nudity and f-words just because like you know just just get those <laughs> that's out half of, of his lines Short by show. the way the first episode it was there was one part when i was like i cannot tell what is going on he walked into a room and all of a sudden it was cutting every five seconds because apparently there's a bunch of naked people dancing around a tree yeah, yeah. that's true and so I was like, okay, whatever. But for the most part, most of it was intact. I didn't take any of the violence. But yeah, they have like, like a couple unnecessary scenes. Then I'd have people be like, ooh, wait until you see the creature in episode three. <laughs> it's the most fantastic creature you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I saw it and I'm like, that's a skeleton kind of creature, ghostly creature. That's kind of cool. I'm dying. So this I made so it. I made it four episodes in. They're an hour, about an hour each. Right. I made it four episodes in and I went, I don't care about any of these characters. I don't you care just about apathy, the story. Right? Yeah, it was like, I was like, 
I really don't care to see where this story goes. And so after four episodes, which is my normally with sitcom, 20 minute shows, I'll give them six episodes. I give them hour like shows, three. I give them four. Yeah. And so I give it four, uh, four hours of my life and I want those four hours back. And so I did read the synopsis of how it ended and I went, yeah, I'm glad I didn't waste time on that because this is an overrated piece of trash. I really like it. I know you do. And I don't understand why. Yeah, it's cool. It, it fills that gap that Game of Thrones uh, season seven left. It tries so hard to be Game of Thrones. And it's well, not. every fantasy show is going to be. It wants to take that place. Well, it's because it's created the vacuum. Like Lost. Right. When Lost left, they held those kind of mystery dramas mm-hmm. pop in there. When Game of Thrones left, it left the vacuum. And then Witcher tries to fill it. And it basically just tripped and fell on its face and then tumbled down the stairs. Netflix is loving life, though. Because when they make season two, it's going to have just as many ratings, if not, if not more. Yeah. Mm. Overrated. Yeah. Mm. Family friendly. So this one was tough because yeah, Henry Cavill was completely wasted. His physique was in it, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix shows for me are all kind of like middling to some are quite good. Like oh, House on crap. House on Hunting Hill. Say, what? So you're gonna say Stranger Things. No, I'm not going to. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna do a hot take like that. Like you totally would though. Stranger Things season two. Did I already say that? No, I did. Oh okay. go on. <laughs> Zach said Stranger Things, everyone. Stranger yeah. Things season two is is kind of like hot garbage. Uh, season three did redeem it a little bit, but that's not my choice. My choice is one that's critically loved, has won so many awards. It's Orange is the New Black. That's a good take. See, I've never seen it. Don't. I'm not going to. This was one of the first original, like when Netflix is like, look what we can do. Mm-hmm. These shows are so diverse Topher and original. Grace is in it. Is it? No, it's Jason Biggs. That's the one. Same, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Famous in the 2000s. And the girl from that 70s show. Yeah, Laura Prepon, Prepon yeah. or whatever. So this one has, across the board from every award show, and remember, there's a lot of specialized award shows, 156 nominations and 46 wins. But from the Emmys, 20 Emmy nominations and four wins. Wow. That's a lot of praise for a show like this, mm-hmm. which honestly... Which is, it's women in prison. Women in prison. It's basically That's like... That's the very boiled down This of it. liberal white woman goes to... And she's very spoiled, goes to prison, realizes it's very diverse and gets taught a lot of lessons. And then it uses the lost format. Basically, everyone has a flashback scene. So you get to know their character and then it goes back to the prison. So it's really kind of a lost type show mm-hmm. without the mystery, intrigue, or entertainment value. <laughs> wow. Season one really did come out of the gate swinging. Like there is a lot of crazy stuff that happens, but it turns quickly into a cartoon where you don't like a single character. And I believe, so this is one of the shows I hate watched four seasons of. And I'm like, I got to keep watching. I got to keep watching. And then I listened to my friend, Joel, who told me that if I just read the IMDb synopses <laughs> or the Wikipedia synopses, I'd be fine, which is something I had to do for Downton Abbey as well. Yeah. Or Mad Men, for example. And so I started reading the synopses and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I didn't just watch 47 minutes. It's like you get, of four, trash TV. You get like a half hour, you get a recap and you're done. Right. And so this show was universally loved seven seasons, and I people stopped caring Whoa. after season four. Mm-hmm. But still, I don't understand. Like good actors in the show, but it's just a, it's a dumb it's cartoon. Yeah, it's a good take. I like it. All right, let's move over to movies with your Pixar movie. What's your overrated Pixar? Kent's gonna get some anger. Yeah. It's time for the anger. I mean, if I mention any Pixar movie, I'm gonna get the anger. Yeah, there's the right answer. Up. Yep, that's it. No, I, I know. I mentioned this before. Nope. It's a brilliant 10 minute short film. You are so right. I love the rest of it too. You do? I love Doug. Kevin's I a girl. You like that? I love it. So the first 10 minutes for me are like in a straight A. Like it's one of the best things Pixar has ever done. The score? Wow. Yes, you're right. And then the rest is a D. Like I think it's kind mm. of a C plus movie if you like average that out. It's just 
cliche Pixar chase sequences for the end of the movie. The first Pixar movie to show human blood and you're giving it overrated. <laughs> you're right. Uh, just for the blood, I should give it a better grade. The jokes are just repeated throughout and they're not even as good as Pixar normally has because normally they'll be like, hey, adults, we have something for you here just because you brought your kids to this movie. But the jokes are, hey, that dog talks. That dog has a lisp. There's no well-rounded characters, and that's... I like the dogs that talk. <laughs> I mean, no comment. There's like a decoy like every five seconds. I big bowl of ketchup and just watching this movie. <laughs> Wait, do you get in the big bowl just of ketchup? sitting down in a big bowl of ketchup, spoon-feeding myself. But So the theme in this movie, it's not the destination, but the adventure that gets you there. But the adventure it takes us on is forgettable, and it has a massive tone whiplash. Like, I just think the rest of the movie does not fit with what I think it's a beautiful setup followed by a beautifully animated film beautiful so you get a setup where this this guy this traveler bright brings these two people together their entire relationship is kind of based on this travel and adventure yes. and then he meets the guy and the guy tries to kill him tries never to meet kill your heroes him. oh my never gosh meet your that's that's the Pixar message never meet your heroes that's what happened when I met Kate you? Beckinsale she tried to kill me that's what happened when I met you <laughs> with guys. her beauty <laughs> But that obviously I've talked about this many times. I think it is one of the most overrated movies out there. Just because a movie makes you cry once doesn't mean it's a legendary movie. Maybe a couple times. But that opening is it's so amazing. Good. It's amazing. I it's think the straight whole A good. opening. So I disagree good. with you guys, but I understand. Why and you feel and that because way. the ending or because the, the beginning is so good, the ending pays off. I think. Mm. Yeah. Nope. But not the whole. Just everything in between. Right. Oof. Mine was a direct-to-video sequel that somehow made over a billion dollars. Can I guess? Sure. Finding Dory? It's Finding Dory. Yeah. Good take. So I think this movie must have given me retrograde amnesia and anterograde amnesia because I can't remember anything about it except for there's a baby stroller at some point and an octopus. Baby Dory is very cute. Baby Dory's cute, but this is this is grossed over a billion dollars. Finding Nemo only made $871 million and it's by far the better movie. It wow. is. Oh, for sure. And then this just, I mean, it beat so many box office records. Best opening, biggest opening for an animated film in North America. Highest grossing animated film in North America for a while. It received the release, widest release for a Pixar film. And it was in 3D. And I think that's why. It was 3D IMAX kind of stuff going on. And so obviously okay. the tickets cost more, so it made more money. But also it has an approval rating of 94% Whoa. on Rotten Tomatoes. 84% by the audience from the audience. And I just don't understand that. See, how just because it's likable. It doesn't mean it's great. It just means like, yeah, I liked it. It's it fine. must have been a bad year for family films because I think everyone just dragged their kids to this one because there was nothing else to see. I think it goes to show more, though. Like Finding Nemo is so beloved. And so they're like, oh, we have to see the next one. And I, I was disappointed. Well, see, and I didn't like Finding Nemo the first time I saw it because it stressed me out too much. Same. Since then, though, I've thoroughly come to enjoy it. Not same. But I feel Aww. like it it suffers from the Mater syndrome where it's like, here's this side character who's good in small doses. Mm -hmm. Don't make him the main character or you're going to ruin the whole flavor. Like Johnny Depp as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. Great as a side character. Not, your not good as main character. Right. And you get Dory as the main character. And sure, she's quirky and fun. But I was just not involved with this one as much as I was finding Nemo. I feel like Marlon and Nemo were stuck in those pipes for about 47 minutes <laughs> in this movie. That's all I remember Seriously. from it. That sounds like that. And the octopus and the baby stroller. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Adorable. So, Finding Dory is my choice. I wholeheartedly approve of both of your choices. Love you guys. Next up, we're going to go outside. I want to hear your overrated outdoor activity. Hiking. Because we do this all the time. Hiking, you say. Hiking. hiking. Yeah. May I clarify? Certain types of hiking. Okay. I get it if there's a waterfall or a really cool thing you're going to see. But if you're just walking up a trail to walk up a trail and then walking down a trail to walk down a trail... It's pointless. It's overrated. 
But then when you get to the top and you see the view, it's kind of nice. Sometimes. Like, I remember hiking the Y, for example, down in Provo. Oh, which is an Worst awful hike. hike ever. It's a series of switchbacks on one side of the mountain, and you get up to the top, and it's basically the same view you got from the bottom of the trailhead. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go on dates? Uh, no, I only hiked the Y once, and I went, that was pointless. I'm never doing that again. I hiked it, like, a once on a date, and I was sweating so badly. It's, it's such a terrible <laughs> hike. I was on a date, and I'm like, this is bad. But why does an incline have to be part of the experience, is my question. Wait, I like, like a exercise? Good, is well, that what no, you're I'm saying? saying? I'm saying a good casual stroll in a forest is great. Why does hiking always have to be like this stupid steep incline? <laughs> you're holding your hands straight time, up. <laughs> and you're like breathing so hard the whole time. Uh, by the way, the idea of taking a walk in the countryside for pleasure was developed in the 18th century. Before that, it was actually considered uh, vagrancy if you were just wandering around. <laughs> That's a fun fact. It and indica- now people do it, it as a hobby. poverty if you walked. Now it's an adventure. Yeah. People <laughs> do recommend going on hikes on dates. And honestly, I recoil and I say, we'll never be together. Yeah. Now, I do enjoy, like, if we go out with the family and we're going to go, like, go see a waterfall or, like, oh, yeah, there is a really good view or something to see so at the end of the trail. So let's say you went to, like, Zions or Arches. Would that be worth the hike for you? Yeah. That's something, like, unusual you're not going to see elsewhere or, like, okay. you know, go, something like that. That's what I mean. I'm talking, like, the stupid hikes where it's just, like, let's walk up a trail that's totally covered in trees and we can't see anything. Yay. Why is my arm itchy now? Yeah. And then there's bugs and there's all that. There's also uh, common illnesses that afflict long distance hikers in the United States. You can look that up on Wikipedia. I'm not going to mention here on Bacon Cell. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Gorillas in the Mist. What do you got? Repelling. Repelling. Overrated? It's reverse hiking. You know, it, it may just be, it really is. It may just be rated. I wanted to say rock climbing because I think it's awful and people love rock climbing. Mm-hmm. But rappelling seems even more pointless than rock climbing <laughs> because rappelling is like... Such a random show. <laughs> it's like I'm at the top of this mountain ledge and now I'm going to get down. So I have to get up to get down and you need the help of someone else. You need a belayer. Belay. Yeah. Belay on belay, on. on rappel. And it seems like there's so much work. There's actually 20, well, more than 25 steps to rappel safely. That does not sound fun to me at all. Uh, what can go wrong, for example? By the way, I'm worried about death. Heights is my third greatest fear. After sharks and ketchup and eggs. Yes, exactly. Okay. Your repel anchors can fail. You fail to tie a stopper knot. And by the way, if that is like the biggest cause of deaths for repelling is the stopper knot. If you mm-hmm. don't check that well enough. You just go. <laughs> yeah. You, your hair or t-shirt might get stuck in your repel de- device. Yeah, if your belay doesn't check everything. So it doesn't seem like fun. Have you been repelling, Kent? Yeah, I hate it. Kent's repelling all the time. I almost Ladies. did it once. You almost what? I almost did it once. Wait, so you haven't done it. What do well, you mean? What happened? What was the situation where you almost repelled? It was at Boy Scout camp. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And like, everyone was like, okay, we did this, we did that. They're like, okay, we're going repelling. And I was literally off the cliff, like leaning backwards, about to do my first jump. Right. And I chickened out. And ever since then, I've just felt guilty Is about it. Is it the, the gravity that kind of makes you go, nope, I don't really care for this? It was a height thing at that point. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've done it like on the climbing wall. So like when you climb up and then you have to do a little bouncy bounce down. Right. But not real repelling. And so I've, I've always felt kind of like a failure, to be honest. <laughs> and much like hiking is, once again, I'm going to bring this back to dating apps because that's what I do. A lot of people will have repelling as one of their pictures in their profile. Because mm. it looks cool. It looks cool. And it, it means adventure and i say that in quote marks and i'm sorry i don't want to go on your adventures if that's in your bio swipe left especially if it's <laughs> snapchat filter while repelling swipe left or down with a bowl of ketchup in their hand that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little saucy speaking of uh what you're gonna have in a bowl i don't know maybe what do you got for your overrated snack food my overrated snack food is any cracker 
cracker. Oh, come on. Chicken and a biscuit? Yeah, chicken and biscuit is delicious. delicious. Ritz number? is delicious. Okay, Ritz. Ritz. Ritz is good. And I shouldn't say any cracker. I do like Ritz and wheat thins. Wheat thins. Okay. Wheat chicken thins. and a biscuit made me puke when I was 11 years old, <laughs> and I've never gone back. Santa Claus used to always bring his chicken and a biscuit and easy cheese. He hates on you. Christmas I morning. like he, your Santa Claus. No, chicken and biscuit is disgusting. When, when, that's like my seventh grade. Make it still approve chicken and biscuit is no, delicious. No, stop 100%. it. Stop it right now. <laughs> with easy cheese. If someone opens a box of chicken and biscuit with me, I get PTSD for What if they puke. have a box of chicken and biscuit on their dating profile? <laughs> <laughs> while, while repelling, dipping it into ketchup. In a bowl of ketchup. You know, that's kind of unpredictable. <laughs> I think I'd go for it. <laughs> but like Triscuits are no good. Cheez-Its, I don't care for. My Cheez-Its are good. My what? kids love crackers. And it's really because it's like garbage food that keeps them fed. Kid, there are so <laughs> few savory sna- snacks out there. It's Crackers true. is basically no, all no. we got. Look, chips. We've got tortilla chips. And those are great. We've got Doritos. Crackers are like, I cooked this too long. <laughs> What about the what about the what is it called G- G- grilled delis grilled delis Oh no, those are gross. With the right chips? Oh I no, love I hate the right those. chips. I don't know if that's plastic that you that can is eat tier or not. One, it is right definitely chips. not. Joel's right. It is the part. Bing's in approved like, right yep. chips are tier one. It's the part in the Chex mix or whatever that I'm like, oh, get that away from me. Oh, it's the best part. It is the best You'll part. Fight it's over literally those. Literally the best part. Yeah. No, not at all. So look, let's go get some Chex mix. I will mm, eat so crackers. In like the three times a year that there's a cheese ball present, mm-hmm. which is like basically Super Bowl Sunday, Fourth of July, and Thanksgiving. Yeah, for some reason the holidays. But yeah, is, but that's you don't the, like crackers and cheese. No, look, I will eat it. Oh, you mean like regular cheese? Yeah, like you get like smoked smoke gouda and put that on a Ritz. Oh, I don't like smoked gouda. So good. What? In what? Fact, remember, I don't really like a lot of like sharp cheddars or mm-hmm. any like weird cheeses. Anyways, no, that's right. You have the cheese show, toddler. We're save, gonna do save it for without the ketchup. Listen, ketchup. Without the ketchup, I said. <laughs> so crackers to me. I will always walk by him in the store and be like, no, thank you. Cracker hates a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Joel? Five words. Step into a Slim Jim. Oh, so these beef sticks <laughs> made from uh, mechanically separated chicken, lactic acid, starter culture, dextrose, salt, sodium nitrate and hydrolyzed soy. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like this weird, I want to say bag of shredded beef jerky. But it's not the good kind of shredded jerky. It's like Let me the, pause. the, the Let stuff me pause. you find at the bottom of the, of the jerky's so factory. You're, you're on a road trip. Is beef jerky ever an option for you? Beef jerky, yes. Okay. So beef this stick, never. Beef stick is oh. like... <laughs> They're dog treats. No, it's basically the white trash cousin of beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, the ketchup of beef jerky. And yet, revenues of $575 million in 2015 and about $500 million are produced annually and they have 21 different varieties of Slim Jims. Do you think they ever go bad? No. Well, they were invented in 1929 in Philadelphia by Adolph Levi's and they haven't made any new ones since. Um <laughs> So he sold the company to General Mills, and General Mills has been doing it since then. And as you know, as I mentioned, uh, snap it to a Slim Jim, the catchphrase of Macho Man Randy Savage. Right. Uh, other spokesmen, in, other spokespeople include Vanilla Ice, The oh. Ultimate Warrior, Bam Bam Bigelow, Kevin Nash, and Edge. Kevin So Nash. wrestlers, basically, yeah. that are on steroids, and their diet's already a little irregular. They were trying to get a comedian. I can't remember who right now, but they're trying Carrot to- Top, because he's on steroids no, as well. It was, it was a Sam Kinison. They were trying to get this comedian to do it, and he said no. And they're like, what about wrestlers? And so then I do wrestlers to do it. But uh, by the way, the factory they had in, in a, a city called Garner had a huge fire and all that, and they, they had issues, but they built it back up. So they're flamm- flammable, is that what you're and saying? And then they, they moved operations to another factory, but then they mm-hmm. ended up closing up the factory on May 20th, 2011, the same day that Macho Man Randy Savage died. What? He died the day they closed the Slim Jim factory. Slim Jim was, killed was that on Macho purpose? Man? 
I what? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do they close it in like you know respect of uh, Macho Man? I don't think so. I think just you know weird weird cosmic coincidence. Save it for the conspiracy show part two. But Slim Jims, they're horrible. They're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. Terrible. Like I said, there's so few savory, savory snacks out there. And every time I see one of those beef sticks, Slim Jims. Beef sticks Jim. sitting in the oil in oh. the packaging. <laughs> Maybe with some ketchup would be better. <laughs> Let's move back to movies, gentlemen. And I'd like to hear your overrated highest grossing movie. Now, I have to ask, how did you do it? Did you go for the highest grossing overall? Or did you pick like a highest grossing movie Probably of a certain 10, year? Right? I, yeah, I looked at the highest grossing movies of all time. Would you like me to read them to you? Uh, the top 10? Sure. Yes. Number 10 is Frozen 2, somehow. Crack the top 10. Wow. Uh, Furious 7, The Avengers, The Lion King, Jurassic World, Avengers Infinity War, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Titanic, Avatar, and Avengers Endgame. Oh, and here we are. Awesome. And here we are. Like, we're picking from those 10. So not a lot. There's a little slim window here. Right. But I actually went with one that surprised me that it was on there. Uh, not Frozen 2. I chose the 2019 live-action adaptation yeah. of The Lion King. So sad. It really is officially, surprised. by the way, the highest-grossing animated movie of all time, even though it's a live-action remake. <laughs> they basically put an Instagram filter on the original animated movie. It's like, yeah. well, pff, let's put the live-action filter on. Ooh, seventh-highest-grossing movie of all time with $1.6 billion. And you hate filters. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the net. By the way, the 1994 animated version is about to get bumped out of the top 50. It's in 49th place, just above the, the 2016 Jungle Book adaptation. Oh wow! And it is a travesty. It's a travesty. And with two, uh, then the Lion King with a budget of 260 million dollars is one of the most one of the most expensive films made. But they definitely made their money back. The critics, by the way. 53% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is rotten on Rotten Tomatoes because it's not good. But the audience gave it 88%. And yeah. that's why it got into the top 10 Shit. highest grossing movies of all time. A lukewarm remake. Do you feel like the audience was eating Slim Jims, dipping it in ketchup? That's the audience. Time? That's yep. what they were doing. Yeah. Mm. Kent, go ahead. Say it. Say the same thing. Number one movie of all time based on eight re-releases. It's Avengers Endgame is the most overrated highest box office. I knew, it. I knew he was going to say it. And so I should be shocked. But I'm I, not. I knew like, it. and I've I beat up on this movie enough. This is FOMO the movie. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, FOMEH. I feel <laughs> like this was the culmination of years no, and years. People needed to see this because they've watched all these other movies. This and, was, and look, this was a victory lap for them. This was the love yeah. letter dedicated to the fans that have supported them now for a yes. decade. Which is why it deserves to be the number one. Not no, not Avatar. At all. Avatar is a weird anomaly, but it's not overrated people only it's hate forgotten about <laughs> and it's I feel, it actually might be underrated at this point yeah. <laughs> it's so, so low yeah actually is that so weird because then the sequel that comes out in two years i'm actually will excited people, for it will you okay yeah i was I'll wondering will you guys unless be there's some cool new technology to go with it no because it's the only reason i went to go see the one original because everyone's like the 3d is amazing and the 3d was amazing do you think 3d makes a comeback because it's been gone for a while i don't know 3d is overrated what were you saying yeah no i agree <laughs> Although it was it was cool and interesting to see, but not yeah. worth being the for that long the number one movie. So brand loyalty does not make a bad movie good. Like one emotional moment does not make a bad movie good, and that's what mm. this movie is a series of moments and plot holes. And I feel like the the characters have just become like blasé, and then even the ones they bring back in the end, you're like, where have you been? I disagree. It I, just, I just watched the comeback scene the other day and I got emotional. <laughs> yeah. The one with like terrible geography. There's really no stakes to it. Any fighter could have been there. And that's it what doesn't I want in my really superhero matter. movies is geography. Dang it. The no. pandering scene. I want yeah. geography. Dang it. Let's talk about it. Like Helm's Deep. What Tell me where this? Lithuania is, Kent. 
Helms, not geography of the planet, but like geography of where these people are, why it matters. Yeah. Helm's Deep is a great final climactic scene. Best ever. Because you know what's happening in Two, in, yeah, in two yeah. Towers. And this movie is just like, it's a lot of bright colors and a lot of cool heroes and a lot of cool moments, unless you're Captain Marvel. And, <laughs> but it, none of it matters. And Infinity it, War does the culmination better than Endgame. In fact, I think I've... I disagree. I've smiled on Infinity War more than this movie over time. I see them as one movie, essentially. One long mm-hmm. movie. I can see that. See, and that, that makes sense. But I feel like Endgame is just like, hey, we got nothing, and Thanos isn't, isn't really the same villain he was, the first great villain he was in Infinity War. It's literally a phase one baddie that no one really cares about at this point. But well, let's just end the movie. And then all this stuff it did at the end where it really ruined timelines. I'm just going to put a blanket disagree over everything you're saying so I don't have to keep interrupting you. So the final fight is just the game of hot potato. Like there's really not enough there. See my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> Joel is great and he's, he's good looking too. Uh, that, I put the movie. I clarified. <laughs> Dang it. Anyways, obviously that was going to be my answer. Yep. Did not deserve it. They seriously re-released this movie like eight times with the unfinished hulk scene just become number one because they need their ego built that much they worked for it they, they did not work it. for it uh, 2008 to 2019 no man it's a victory lap that's all it was okay speaking it's of victory a good movie speaking of victory laps we need to we need to change the pace here let's go with your overrated olympic sport <laughs> <laughs> you guys the sports experts please tell me what yeah. olympic sport is overrated i was thinking about it and olympians really should be like for example we're not having the olympic the olympics this year no. and it's pretty sad because it's yeah only every four years whether it's winter or summer and it's sad to see because these people have worked their whole young lives to get to this point. Yeah. It was hard to think of one where I'm like, yeah, I don't care for that one. Well, it's hard to say it's overrated when these people are like, could beat you up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or outrun you in a race or you know anything like that. They're better than we could dream. Yeah. Bobsledding. What? Bobsledding. You see cool runnings? <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> and I don't think anyone cared about bobsledding until cool runnings came out. And then Jamaica had a bobsled team. Jamaica has a bobsled team. And that movie was Fun so theories. cool in 1991 or two. 92. 92, thank it's you. Little, <laughs> if you guys watch it recently, it's a little weird now. I'm sure it's weird. And But bobsledding as a sport, like, it's, like honestly, the tracks are awesome. But watching it on TV, they only show you like certain parts of the track. And all you're seeing are like four anonymous helmets bobbling back and forth. The similar looking bobsled, no matter what country it is, going down this track and it's like milliseconds difference. And I just don't think yeah. it's all that exciting. In fact, you feel like it was exciting if you were in it, but just not right. watching it. The the stats on this one, like there's so little variation. So obviously the lowest cumulative time of four rounds wins. And so these countries go and if a team is ahead after the third run, they've always won a hundred percent of the time. So if someone is ahead in the third run, they will always win. So there's really no so like predictable. Yeah, there's no like final seconds like, oh, the team, this team's going to pull ahead. Even if the team is ahead after two runs, they win 85% of the time. Mm. It is actually the most predictable Olympic sport you can get. And they a lot of people say there should just be one round because then there's variation. Okay. But that's it. One bad round, though. One shot. Yeah. One shot, one opportunity. Wow. Mom spaghetti. Lose yourself. <laughs> By the way, Cool Runnings 1993. Oh, okay. I'm just we were saying. all wrong. Yeah. I didn't make a guess. <laughs> what do you got, Joel? I know this is going to be controversial. Give it to me. Do what not say got? gymnastics. Do oh, not. no, no. I'm not okay. going to say gymnastics. I'm saying figure skating. Ah, yes. That is the I gymnastics agree. of Winter Olympics. That's they basically the same. So here's the thing. It is No, I, I see gymnastics and I'm always like wowed by what happens. 
but I watched figure skating, which is the face of Winter Olympics. When you see Winter Olympics, like on the box of the Nintendo game or not in curling. the promotions, right. you're not doing curling. I love curling. They're doing figure skating. And I watched one and I'm like, wow, it was pretty impressive. I watched the second one and I'm like, that was the same amount of impressive. Watch the third one. Yep, still the same basic thing. It's pretty cool. And there are moments when it's like, I remember one time my sister freaked out because they did some sort of First, it's a quadruple, quadruple Lutz, Lutz quadruple obviously. Hello. But then you'll hear the announcers be like, oh, she dipped her toe a little too low in the midst of that triple twist backflip. I mark her down for that, wouldn't you, Gerald? Yes, I would. I would mark her down for that as well. <laughs> and so, like, unless you're, like, an expert on the matter, mm-hmm. it all starts to blend together. And this is when I, I will watch. And a lot of times, like, oh, I love the music. And, oh, that's pretty cool. Seriously. I, I get to the point where I'm like, ooh, I like this song. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of again. Great. Now, this has been around since 1908 when it was in the Summer Olympics. And then 1924, they moved it to the Winter Olympics. So you're not saying that they're not great no. athletes. Because no, 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 what no. they can pull off is amazing. I'm just saying it's one of those overrated sports where everyone seems to watch that. And I think everyone falls asleep while watching it. <laughs> uh, by the way, the U.S. holds the most medals in this category by far. 51 medals. The next closest is Russia with 26. Whoa. So, Joel, how do you feel when they fall? Bad. Okay, good. Really bad. Like Can't. I know they feel bad too. I good. swear. Okay. I've worked. They've worked their whole life for this, and then that one yeah. moment they fall and they practice it a thousand times. I feel sick to my stomach. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. So yeah, I think figure skating a little overrated. Uh, I agree with you, Joel. Good choice. All right, I want to hear your overrated two thousands comedy. <laughs> Joel, you go first. I get whiplash on these categories. How it keeps just flipping Back from one forth. to the other. My most overrated two thousands comedy is one that spawned not one but two sequels this is mine and we've often said this is mine as well we've often said that comedy should not get sequels because the jokes get stale it's the hangover it's the hangover it's the hangover we all pick the hangover i I completely agree 2009 three buddies wake up from a bachelor party in las vegas with no memory of the previous night and the bachelor missing wackiness ensues this is one of the highest grossing r-rated movies and the hangover 2 made even more money yeah, starring Bradley Cooper, Ed Helm, Zach Galifianakis, Heather Graham, Justin Bartha, Ken Young, and Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, and Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson and a tiger. <laughs> Celebrity cameos. That's uh, by awesome. the way, apparently Lindsay Lohan was asked to, to do a role in the film, the role of Jade. And she said she turned it down, though, saying, quote, it had no potential. The script had no potential. Her, her career had no potential? <laughs> so I feel like this only hit the zeitgeist because this movie was huge. The hype Enormous. was crazy for this movie. Yeah. I feel like it only hit it big because... It like struck a chord with young people that were like, yeah, I party in Vegas all the time. I'm awesome like that. Uh, Those are my parties. This actually did. Well, they actually did. Like once this movie came out, uh, there was an influx of bachelor parties towards Las Vegas and people would quote lines from the movie being like, is, you know, is Caesar here today at the Caesar's Palace or something like that? So this actually won the Golden Globe for best comedy the year it came out. Not good. Why? Why? Here's the thing. I thought it was entertaining. But it wasn't as funny as everyone made it out to be. I saw this well after, well after the movie had come out. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, some parts were choppy. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> some parts were anything with Ken Jeong for some reason. Just very uh, choppy during uh, the part because he was uh, How do you guys feel about Zach Galifianakis? Because I feel like this movie lives or dies on that. I, I think the whole like him turning into the blackjack counting guy, I think that's kind of funny. Yes. But overall, I, I'm just, he's just I, annoying. I feel like he suffers from uh, Melissa McCarthy syndrome. Yeah. Where, look, he, he played a role, he played it well, but he, he's got to stop playing it in every movie. Yeah. Right. And that, that kind of idiot role that he plays was funny, 
but yeah. it's since grown tired. So we can all agree this is the most overrated oh, comedy of the, the 2000s. 2000s yeah. I saw it a little bit later, only a couple months later, and so there was already so much hype, and I was like, why? Why You just want to do this. That's, yeah. that's right. the only reason people like it. I feel like this was a game of top that, where yeah. like every time top they're that. like, what else, top that. what else can we do crazy? Oh, what if next time something even weirder happened? And so they keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, just jumping back to last show for a second, if I may, there is a board game of Clue of The Hangover. In 2018, <laughs> Hasbro issued a clue with hangover theme. Mm, definitely mm. not playing it. No. Tier three. Pass. Finally, gentlemen, I want to hear your overrated director, movie director. Now, I think mine is kind of a cheat because I don't think he is overrated anymore. Mm. I feel like what he's done to his own career based on the movies he's chosen, which are huge projects, he's really ruined what people say about him. Okay. It's J.J. Abrams. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Because whenever he's like announced, whether he's a producer, writer, or director, it's always big news. Like, for example, he has this new deal with uh, Warner Brothers. It's a $250 million deal, and everyone's like, I want J.J. Abrams to direct the next Superman movie. And he's done franchises. He did, or sorry, Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, obviously, and Star Trek Into Darkness. A couple movies called Star Wars Episode 7 and 9. <laughs> 7 and 7 Part 2. Exactly. But not the Was other 7 Part 2. <laughs> Was there a ninth one? Mm. Was there? Yeah. So anyway. here's the thing. Mission Impossible 3, he did a great job. He did Super 8, which was really kind of like, hey, Spielberg, re-, he's like a little puppy. Like, I really love you, and mm-hmm. I want to put all your movies into one. And he did a very decent job. Like, yeah. Super 8's enjoyable. It's fun. It's like Stranger Things before where there was a Stranger Things. Yes. And so he's got some successes. He did the first two episodes, the pilot of Lost. He's done the pilot of Alias. So he, he knows how to create projects. But Star he, Trek. But then he kind of just borrows everyone else's ideas. Like he's not a bad director. I think what he's done is he creates, he's, he has a cool school of buddies that are better directors than him. And right. I think that's the biggest thing he's, he's given to the film community. Well, yeah, we're not saying, like we said, overrated. Is yeah, bad? So he's not bad, but he just doesn't deserve the kind of praise or the kind of work mm-hmm. he gets. And truthfully, if he does some DC movies, like they're doing whatever they're doing now, but I don't think it's going to be great. In fact, he wrote a Superman script 15 years ago, ago. and it's terrible. Awful. It's actually terrible. So I'm worried about what's going to happen. I actually actually call him a remora fish. And remora fish are the ones that they stick to sharks. Mm. So remora fish, let me tell you about them real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Save it for the remora fish show. (laughs) They have organs on the top of their heads that attach to a passing shark. They eat scraps of prey dropped by the shark. The shark is happy because they take care, the remora fish take care of the parasites. And they have free transportation throughout the oceans. Sharks will even slow down to allow the remora to get a free ride. And I feel like that is what he's done for these better directors of our childhood. And it's cool that he's a film fan. It's very cool. Like some of my favorite directors are film fans. But he just takes it to a level where he doesn't really have his own style other than the things we kind of make f- make fun of now, whether it's the lens flare or literally copying and pasting story yeah. ideas. Mm-hmm. So J.J. Abrams. Makes sense. That's a, that's a good choice. Joel, I'm really worried about what you're going to say. I'm really concerned. I'm sorry about ketchup. You talking to me? Uh, oh. You talking to me? Uh-oh. Well, you better not. Here. You better it. not. Don't. Martin Scorsese is overrated. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> So I knew this was going to get under Kent's skin, but I looked at Scorsese's body of work. Possibly top three greatest directors of all time. Overrated top three. 
Oh. That's the thing. The people keep putting him up there. It's like, oh, Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese. Yeah, he deserves he it. He is amazing. He is. And I'm like, uh, is he though? Yes. When you hit the same key on a piano 9, 10, 11, 12 times, is that good? Oh, really? Gangster, really? gangster, 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 gangster. What are my movies about? Gangster, gangster. Fin- financial criminal. Yeah. So Martin Scorsese, he's directed a total of 25 full-length films. And 14 documentary films, yet only one Academy Award for Best Director? I think the Academy's agreeing with me here, Kent. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Are you resting on that, Laurel? Because that's no, no. a dangerous I've place to be. Too. <laughs> In fact, out of his 25 movies, I can name three that I really like. Which? What are the three? The Departed. Okay. Shutter Island. Right. Cape Fear. Are two of those gangster movies? No. None of them are gangster movies. But then you look at his ones that always get the praise, like Goodfellas, Gangs of New York, Casino, uh, I'm looking at whoa, The Irishman, uh, even King of Comedy and Raging Bull have, and Taxi Driver have kind of those elements, gritty, dark All uh, crime elements to films. it. All great. So mostly good. He's, he's not a bad filmmaker. I'm not saying he's a okay, bad filmmaker. Okay. I'm saying he's overrated because people have put him in this pantheon of greatest of all time. And Top I'm three. like, look, he's got a style. Like his lens flare is gangsters. <laughs> well played, that's sir. what he does and so i look through these and even the departed was an adaptation of a hong kong police drama called internal affairs mm-hmm. that his only oscar win was for the departed that was like his susan lucci award though like everyone's like how is he not won yet yes and when and when he made uh uh the irishman that's the one mm-hmm. it was kind of the, you know the kind of swan the, song it's a swan song it's like right. oh look here's all the culmination this the aging gangster now right so it's a different it's a minor key of the same key <laughs> um but it's like okay i've moved up here to the, the aging gangster and it's good it's well done he knows how to tell a story but i feel like he has been put on this pedestal and he doesn't overly deserve to be there oh 100 percent and he quotes himself as he's a fan of uh, filmmakers like Michelangelo Antonioni and, and Fellini and like Bergman, like these artistic. And when I was doing film classes, we'd watch the films of Antonioni and Fellini and, right. and all those films. And I would be like, look, I think they're just overrated. A lot of these people, because he is, you know, Kent, you know, for a fact that he does not own a single movie that is not in the Criterion collection. He won't buy it unless it's in the Criterion collection. Good. He's the person who sits in the corner of the room has been like. The lighting in this room reminds me are of you, okay uh, a Fellini film I saw. Back are you in just mad that he called Marvel movies roller coaster rides? He called them amusement parks, and I think that everyone has their they're fine they're fine to say. It's but accurate. Like, he's one of those that's like it's cinema, it's not film, it's cinema, right. and he's right. It's a higher art. Yes, no, he's not. He's, he's not. right. He's not. And I think that his movies are overrated because I feel like they're good. They're well done. But uh, people were talking about Goodfellas. It's like, oh, Goodfellas is great. Goodfellas is amazing. Goodfellas it's is amazing. best movie of all time. I watched it and I went, it's good. It's not Godfather. It's good. I liked it. Oh, no, it might be better. Goodfellas? More than yeah. Godfather and Godfather Based Part on two? Joe Pesci's performance alone, it might be better. Mm, I prefer Joe Pesci in Home Alone. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, so yes, and uh, like I, I get it because there is so much praise around this guy that yeah. clearly it has to be a little bit of over. And that's why I don't get why you defend him so much because he is so universally loved by film people and film lovers. Yes, that it almost feels like you'd kind of kick against that and be like, "Whoa!" It's true, but the education is necessary if you're going to be a film buff. You need to watch half of his filmography. I think that Martin Scorsese is like Quentin Tarantino's grandpa. Like he's the older version. He of actually Tarantino. might be. He's like, and so it's like where you get Quentin Tarantino's doing the fun hip seventies right. uh, type music. You get Martin Scorsese. He also has like that cool kind of like crime vibe with cool music in it as well. Right. But it's just more snobbish. 
and its snobbishness turns me off to it a little bit. I'm surprised you guys didn't say Tarantino. I almost did. I figured that I, would be I, the deal. I, I thought Martin Scorsese would, would take off Kent. No, you, and Most Kent of his movies are great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Including, and then Martin Scorsese, once again, Hugo. Remember he did that? He did I Hugo. actually like Hugo. I do too, but mm-hmm. remember he made that? Kind you, of funny thing about that. You said it was a gangster. Yeah. Uh, King of Comedy is one that I watched. It's a, I still need to watch that one. Yeah. So that one is uh, Robert De Niro doing, it's Martin Scorsese doing a, a kind of a weird comedy. Right. With Robert De Niro playing his character, very much like the Joker, actually. People called that a lot. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it was bizarre. Like it wasn't one of my favorites, but, and you know, and the aviator starring Kate Beckinsale. Did you like that movie? I never finished it. I got bored halfway through and fell asleep. And then at the end I went, I don't care to finish it. So I never did. It's one of the few times I've ever finished a movie. So yeah, I just remember Leonardo DiCaprio getting really long fingernails and grossing me out. (laughs) We all know how I feel about fingernails and toenails. Yeah. Yeah. They're right up there with ketchup and eggs and heights and sharks. That's my 19th greatest fear. Wow. Well, congratulations, gentlemen. You have thrown out a lot of controversial opinions and you're going to make a lot of people mad, but you have an overrated show. We do. It still has been overrated and we hope that you are playing a lot at home. Let us know in each one of these categories what you pick and then we can argue with you online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And before we go, I'd like to give all of the thanks to the patrons, starting with the I am the listener category. We have a more civilized podcast wishes Jacob and his lovely wife all the best. Aww. Sean Sanquist, Jennifer Kielkowski, Colton Cook, Chris Drought, Braden Winterton, Crew Dutler, Terry Finley, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray. Thank you. And then, of course, we have our Bacon Council, Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Mats, and, of course, Reverse Listener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quick Wits. They're performing virtually every Saturday night at 9 o'clock. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's at showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on social media at Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can follow Bacon Sale on social media, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Facebook at Bacon Sale. I'd also encourage you to go to tpublic.com bacon sale get yourself a so fresh shirt alexa <laughs> buy a so fresh shirt <laughs> <laughs> and also you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale if you'd like to support the show and what the guys are doing here uh, you can start with support that just starts at three bucks a month and get a bonus bacon bit today we talked about everything yeah yes. kind of a lot yeah we actually had some entertainment news this time yeah so if you wanted to check that out again patreon.com slash bacon sale all sorts of different fun prizes and all sorts of things happening over there on the patreon i've been a member since the very beginning for the record i'm the very first patron what? and it has been a wonderful experience so thanks guys but just remember both ketchup and eggs are overrated but for kent's sake please don't throw them into a pool together save that for joel mm. It's like the nice family way of tearing each other apart. Gonna make a break and take a fake like a stick and I can shake like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Can I help with anything funny when you're mad? Try not to smile the one man. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can I understand what I mean? Good, good harmony. <laughs> you look like everyone else with a butt cut back in the 90s. If that's in your bio, swipe left. Especially <laughs> if it's Snapchat filter wall repelling. Swipe left or down. <laughs> with a bowl of ketchup in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm mayonnaise, which is disgusting. <laughs> It's a cracker. For like, ice, oh, cream. Ice, cream. ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Nope. Now I feel bad because Zach's going to tear me apart. I thought I did fine. You did 
fun. Yes, you did. No. <laughs> you need a We're fourth person. We're not a barber shop. You need a fourth person. Oh, we can't let him out of the cave. Let me out. It is the landfill of the breakfast kingdom. It, Come for the toppings, stay for the undercooked eggs. I just didn't know they had donuts. I thought they just had Wranglers. <laughs> the truth comes out. Oh, I look like a dog now. This is silly. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> and really, Rugrats is just a story of negligence. Do you own SpongeBob boxers? Several. Who looks more like they have a goldfish in their mouth, Mark Ruffalo or Tom Holland? When I didn't know what other condiments were, ketchup was my favorite, too. There's room in my heart for all these condiments. But if someone opens a box of chicken and biscuit with me, I get PTSD. What if they you. have a box of chicken and biscuit on their dating profile? <laughs> while <laughs> while repelling, dipping it into ketchup. In a bowl of ketchup. You know, that's kind of unpredictable. I think I'd go for it. <laughs> oh, she dipped her toe a little too low in the midst of that triple twist backflip. I'd mark her down for that, wouldn't you, Gerald? Yes, I would. I would mark her down for that as well. Oh, the Witcher. You need to watch The Witcher. The Witcher is amazing. Oh, The Witcher. Oh, it's in The Witcher. And so, hold on. I've got a complicated map that explains the timeline of The Witcher. Read this before you watch The Witcher and you will understand The Witcher. The magic of The Witcher. Ooh, wait until you see the creature in episode three. It's the most fantastic creature you've ever seen.